the third sicha of Pasha's Trim, which is a fascinating sicha. It's going to be a Rambam sicha where the Rambam discusses uh, the Indian Binyan Beis Migdash. Sefal, min apasach v'asli Migdash v'shchanti b'teicha, l'omen aram mihilchas beis b'chira, mitzvah sasei l'asleis b'ayis l'Hashem. From the apasach v'asli Migdash, make for me a Migdash and I'll dwell within it. The Rambam learns in the Hilchas Beis Bechir that it's a mitzvah to say to make a base abechira for Hashem, a place which is set aside and prepared to bring karbanis. Shenamar the Vasli Migdash, as he brings the pasuk from this week's parsha, the Vasli Migdash, make for me Migdash. This is the source of this mitzvah essay. And the Torah tells us and explains to us in detail the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu made, and that Mishkan that Moshe made was only Lefisha, meaning is it wasn't uh, permanent, it was momentary, as it says, because you have not come yet to the permanent uh, Nachal. Avol, the Hilchos Malachim, Yolofle Ram But in Hilchos Malachim, the Ramam learns the source of this mitzvah, building a Mikdash for Hashem, from a different Pasuk. It says, Shloish mitzvah Nistav Yisrael Vashas Kinesos and Laaretz Vichul. The Rambam writes that there are three mitzvahs that the Yidim were commanded to, to do once they got into Yisrael, to make, appoint the king, to destroy the children of Amalek, and the third is to build the base of English. And the source he brings is, that it says in the Pasuk, that you should search out for his dwelling, and you should come there, meaning the parasha over there is telling us that you're not allowed to just bring karbanis wherever you would like, Rather, you have to search and find the place for the Mishkan, and over there specifically, where you bring Kabbalah, not wherever you want. So that is the source, he says, of building the Reis Bechir that has to be in a specific spot. So the Yedu HaKushya, So the very famous question is, a lot of the Nois HaKel asked this, is that why doesn't the Rambam bring the same Pasuk he brought in Hilchus Beis Bechira? In Hilchus Beis Bechira, he says, the source of building the Mikdash comes from the idea of the Asal the Mikdash. While over here he says the source is that there's this demand that you have to investigate and search and find a place for the Mishkan and and you need to go there. So so the Melech Mishnah answers that the Pasuk Asli Migdash was actually talking about the Mishkan, which was in the Midbar. Meaning it's not necessarily, is that Pasuk a, a command for all future generations. It was a command for the people of the Midbar to make a Mishkan. But what the Rambam is trying to prove is that there is a Mitzvah also for future generations. So the reason why the Rambam brings this Pasuk, the Shichna Sidrushu, because again, he's talking about when the Yidin are going into Eretz Yisrael. Three mitzvahs the Yidin were commanded when they came into Eretz Yisrael. And what's the source that they have mitzvah when they come into Eretz Yisrael? This is because it says when you come into the land, as, the, as that parsha is talking about, one of the things they need to do is the l'shich l'sidrashu. And as Rashi says, that goes on uh, Mishkan Shilai. I says, Mishkan Shilai, how do we know about Yerushalayim? So he, so the, he quotes, the, uh, the, Lecha, uh, the Lecha Mishnah says, because just like we know that there was a mitzvah in Shiloh and in Midbar, so sure there's also a mitzvah in the base of Echira. And just to give a, a little bit more details, is because also in that same parsha where it talks about the Shichne Sidrushu, it also talks about over there building a, a permanent home 
uh, for Hashem. Uh, and, and therefore, but over there, it just says it in a way of a, of a story, in a sense. It says that um, at the place that Hashem will choose, the, places that, uh, the place that Hashem will choose, that's where you're going to bring the Karbanis, which uh, the, the, the Gemara and Rashi tells us that's talking about the Beis Elamin, the Beis Amigdash in Yushalayim. But it says in a way of a story. But how do we know it's a command? So he says, we know it's command is because the other two places in the Torah where it talks about building the, the Mishkan, it's a command by the, by the Midbar and also by Beis Shilai. So it's understood that even though that by the Beis Shilai, it's said in Wave It's Story, but it's understood that it's in the same style, that would also be a command. Uh, the river also brings another source um, in Har 8 from their aim that another shot would be is that the word L'shichnai, the Pasuk is, uh, the word L'shichnai is extra in the Pasuk. Meaning, the Pasuk itself is actually talking about, say, Beis Olam, and it's telling us that you're not allowed to bring Karbanis anywhere you would like. It has to be Dafkin, Yushalayim, and the Beis Olam. But there's an extra word, L'shichnai, and L'shichnai is coming to teach us Mishkan Shilai. So L'shichnai, Sidrashu, the extra word, L'shichnai, is coming to teach us Mishkan Shilai. But the Pasuk, in general, is talking about um, the Beis Amigdash. So if that's the way how the Ram is learning, then it's literally clear in the Pasuk that there is a command for the Beis Olam, and there's a mitzvah to build the Beis Olam. Uh, so that's how the Lacha Mishnah explains why in Hilchus Malachim the Rambam uses a different Pasuk. Of course, it doesn't explain why he uses the Pasuk of Migdash in Hilchus Beis Mechir, but at least it answers the second part, why he uses that Pasuk in Hilchus Malachim. Aval Einzeh Mulek. Kevin Shemana Rambam's Binyan, Beis Lahashem, the Hilchus Beis Mechir, Knitzis Essay, the Hain Mitzvah Hain Heges Ladaris, Lama Hevi Pasuk Shashivas of Chaboy, in the Alabinya Mishkan. So it's understood, since the Rambam is bringing and telling us that there's a mitzvah to have a house for Hashem. And this is halacha, mitzvah's essay, minyan, in Hilchus Beis Bechira. And this is a mitzvah, which is for all generations. Why would the Raman bring it to command of Asin Yemigdash, which we just finished explaining, Stockholm specifically in the Mishkan, which was in the desert? It doesn't make so much sense. He should have brought the same Pasuk. It's hard to understand the svar of the Lacha Mishnah. He says, Hilchus Beis Abchira, as its name implies, it's talking about the mitzvah for all generations to build the Beis Amigdash. So why would he bring a Pasuk which is just about building the Mishkan and the Midbar? The whole purpose of these Alachas is to tell us the mitzvah for all generations. So why bring the Pasuk which is specifically talking about the Mishkan and the Midbar? While in Hilchus Malachim, which is talking about the mitzvahs of a king and appointing a king, then he brings the Pasuk, which is talking about Mishkan Shila and Beis Alamin, uh, if you're going to bring the main Pasuk in one spot, it should have been in Beis Mechira. Why in Hilchus Malachim, which is not the main uh, the main topic over there is not the base of Mikdash, it's rather about the king. Would it, would, would it talk and bring the Pasek L'shichnei Sidrashu? So this is the same idea, really. Both of these questions are the same idea. The point is why in Hilchus Beisachir, which is the source of the mitzvah of, uh, not the source, where it's explaining the mitzvah being the base of Mikdash, is not bringing the main Pasek, according to the Lacha Mishnah, which would be L'shichnei Sidrashu, it's rather bringing the Pasek of Asim Mikdash which according to the Lacha Mishnah is only talking about the Mishkan, which is in the desert, and it wasn't a Pasik, it was not a command, which was meant for future generations. So the Rebbe is not satisfied with this particular shot. 
So lachayra etchel letaris. Shvehilchas beis and mechira hevi ramos apostik ve'elsin limidash. Like a tzivoy al hamishkan elu mivneishu memenu lamdanus a mitzvah kalalis shal beis hamidash kinisa b'midrash. He says it's possible that the Raman brings the pasuk of Asalimidash, not as the Lacha Mishnah wanted to say that that is the source for the command of the Mishkan, but rather it's like the Midrashim learned. All the Midrashim tell us, uh, in Yolka R10 and the sources, it goes through them all, the source of building the base of Migdash, they all bring the source of the Asalimidash. Meaning is that uh, the Midrashim, which are quoted on the bottom, they it tell us that the, the, it tells us that there's a mitzvah. To build the base, a base of Migdash. Some of them even say when commentary stroll, there's a mitzvah, one of mitzvahs is to build the base of Migdash. And it brings the Pasuk Vasali Migdash. So Vasali Migdash is not just a one-time command for the Mishkan, rather Vasali Migdash, how the Midrashim are learning, and this is how also the Ramam is learning, is a, is, is a mitzvah for all generations. And there's a mitzvah to make a Migdash for Hashem. So that's why the Ramam would bring in Hilchus base Mikhir. So that answers that part of the question, why he brings that, because that Taki is the source of the mitzvah of building uh, the base of Mikhir. Then the original question comes back. So I say, why, why, why Hilchus Malachim does it bring a different pasuk? Why bring the pasuk if the main sources of Asli Mikdash bring the same pasuk in both places? Why change it out? He says, from the style of how the Rambam is writing uh, his halacha in the Hilchas Malachim, about the three mitzvahs that the Jewish people were commanded when they came into Israel, it's mashma that his source is from the Medrash. The, the reason why the Rebbe is saying it's mashma that the source is from this Medrash that he's going to quote in the next paragraph is because other Nisar Kalim bring a Gemara. But the Rebbe doesn't want to say that's the main source because the Gemara doesn't bring the Psukim uh, like the Raman does, but the Medrash does bring the Psukim. So the Lashon of the Raman, the style how the Raman wrote is actually closer to how it was in the Medrash. And the, of course, they're all not Gaminas, and that's why the Rebbe's pointing that out. It's Dafka from the Medrash, and that's very important for the Teichon of, of the Sicha. Zelashayna, this is the Lashon of the Medrash. There are three mitzvahs that the Eden were commanded when they came into Eretz Yisrael to appoint the king, to build the base of the Chira, and to cut and destroy the children of Amalek. Just to point out, um, this is not the same order that the Raman quoted it in. The Raman first mentioned appointing a king, then destroying the children of Amalek, and then only afterwards building the base of the Chira. That is why the other Nisakalim prefer the Lashon of the Gemara, because the Lashon of the Gemara is the same order as the Ramam. Uh, that's why they prefer it. But the Rebbe is preferring this one, as I mentioned, it's because, as you're going to see, the, the general style is more similar because it's going to bring the, the Pesukim like the Ramam does. Not the same Pesukim, but it's also going to bring Pesukim like the Ramam does. Therefore, that's probably the, the source. And regarding the order, uh, or the reason why the Ramam brings in that order is because that's the order, halakhically, how it's supposed to be, be in, even according to the Medrash, as we'll see. The order has to be, you first appoint the king, then you then destroy the Zayr Shalmalek, and then you build the Mesa Bechira. So the order of a is not like this, it has to be that way, therefore the Raman changes that, but, but the general style is the same as the Medrash. So let's read, continue reading the Medrash. The reason, the source of appointing a king, is it says you shall place upon yourself a king. 
live nice to have a in the mitzvah to build a base of the chsiv, also the migdash. Again, so, so we see that the medrash uses the pasik, but also the migdash as the source of this idea of building base of the chira. So clearly the medrash is learning, but also the migdash is the source and is the uh, of the command for all generations to build a base of chira. And the third thing is lahachri zar shamal to destroy the zera of the malek, the chsiv, that when Hashem will give you rest from all your enemies uh, who are surrounding you, then you should then destroy and the memory of Amalek. Uh, so we see that regarding these three commands, the limud, of the Medrash, the source of the Medrash for the mitzvah of the base of the Chira is from the Pasuk Ba'asal of Migdash. So the question is, why would the Ram change the Pasuk in Hilchas Malachim? And, and, and he uses a different Pasuk. The source of the Ram is from the Medrash. The Medrash uses the Pasuk Ba'asal of Migdash. The Ram changes it with Shif Nesidrasha. Also, Hilchas Base of Chira, where it's the main place where we're talking about uh, the building of the Reis Migdash, it uses the Pasuk Ba'asal Migdash. So again, why is the Raman changing it from how he himself quoted? Gamsar Chlahavan. Furthermore, Halei Metzinu Pasuk Etzivam Afrush Al Binyan Beis Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Delay Kiva'asal Migdash Shepshutay Mayrit B'Mishka. V'haya Hamakim Sheyifcha Hashem Lekach Aboy L'Shakim Shemeshan. Also we need to understand there is actually a very clear Pasuk and a clear command regarding the building of the base of Migdash. Not the Pasuk of the Migdash, which according to Pshut HaShemikra, it's talking about the Mishkan, which is in the desert. That Hashem Salam Moshe being able to build the Mishkan. Uh, what's the clear Pasuk? This is in Parshas, um, this, this is in Parshas Re'e, where it says that it will be that the place that Hashem will choose to put, uh, to make his name rest there, there he will bring the Karbanas. So it could Isa B'Gmar Sifri, and the Gemara Sifri bring this as the source of the Mitzvah of building the base of Migdash in Yishalai. In came Lama Lehebi Raman Pasik Zebed Var, Behish Hilchos Beis Mechira, Oist Mitzvah Sanegas Ladaris. So in this way, why does the Raman bring this Pasik in the beginning of Hilchos Beis Mechira, which is talking about the Mitzvah Sanegas Ladaris? Since this is the clear, more Pashida Pasik, he should have brought that one. So because of Mishnah Tiritz Shaladasa Raman Hapasik, Lahayamakim Lay Nemer Taritzibar Binyan Beis Mikdash, so the Kassim Mishnah answers, and I already mentioned this idea earlier, that according to the Raman, the Pasuk Hamakim was not said as a command to build the base of English, rather it was said in a way of a story. That you should bring Kabbalah to the place that Hashem chose. And this that the Gabara and the Sifri bring this Pasuk, that's being brought not as a source for the mitzvah building the base of Mikdash, but rather the Gemara over there is talking about it asked which there's three mitzvahs that the Yidin had to do when they came into Israel, but which mitzvah is supposed to come first, which one second, which one third? So the Gemara proves that the mitzvah of destroying the Zerah of Amalek comes before the building of the base of Mikdash, because since the Pasik says, um, the Pasik says that the full Pasik is. And when Hashem will give you rest from all your enemies, then it will be that the place that you will choose. So we see that there is going to be rest from the enemies, uh, including Amalek, and only then will you build the base of English. So the Kassim Mishnah wants to say, in other words, and uh, that the main Pasek 
is really the Asuli Midash. That is the source. And this that the Gemara and the Sifri bring, this other Pasik, the Hayah Hamakim, that is actually not uh, a, that's not a mitzvah, Sivoy, that's actually a story. It's telling us that when it will happen that you will have a base of Mikdash, then that's where you're supposed to bring the Kabbalists. But it's not actually a command to build the base of Mikdash. Where do we know the command from? That's from Asadi Mikdash. And the reason why the Gemara brings it, it's not as the source, that it's a mitzvah when you come in here to stroll to build the base of Mikdash. Rather, that's being brought only as that is the source that it needs to come first. That the building is the basin, that the building, that the destroying of the Malik has to come before the building of the basin. He says, first of all, in addition to, uh, there's a little bit of a question, because we know there's a rule that the style of the Ramam is not necessarily to bring the source as the Gemara brings it. Rather, he always brings the drasha, which is most simplest. So if he has a Pasuk in the Torah, which the, you know, Pshutu Shemikra, the simplistic reading of that Pasuk will tell us uh, a particular mitzvah, he'll bring that. Because his point is not actually to tell you the sources of the mitzvah, but he's tr- trying to show you where in the Torah you see this idea. So Ibezai, in our situation, the Shas, first of all, does bring it. And that is the most obvious place, according to Pshutu Shemikra, where the source is to be able to base Migdash. Because remember, also the Migdash is really talking about the Mishkan, which is in the Midbar. While, the, uh, while this other Pasuk, um, is clearly talking about the base of Migdash. So that's the first thing. Just bring it, because it's much clearer. Even if technically you're right, maybe it's not a rhyme of that there is a mitzvah of building a base of Migdash, but it, it's clear from the connotation of the Pasuk that there needs to be a base of Migdash. So I should have brought that as the source that there is a need of having a base of Migdash. The, anyways, besides for that, Kasha, there's another question over here. Why does the Rambam bring also this Pasuk as a proof that the Hachrasis, the destroying of the Zerubamalek, comes before the Binyan Abbas? The Rambam brings a different Pasuk over there. Why doesn't he bring this Pasuk? What the Rambam does bring is actually a Pasuk from Shmuel Beis, per example, Pasuk Aleph, says, He keyeshev and Aleph David Ebeisai, that it was that when David and Aleph were sitting in his home, and Hashem gave him rest from all of his enemies. That Melech says, tells Nasan So David Melech tells Nasan that I'm sitting in this beautiful home with cedarwood, and Hashem doesn't have a set home. But the point is that it says in that passage that David was resting. He was Hashem gave him rest for all his enemies, and only at that point of time did David Melech say it's time to build a um, the base of Migdash. So first there was rest. And then afterwards. So why would he bring a Pasuk from Shmuel uh, when he could have brought a Pasuk which was from the Torah? First saying that this Pasuk is the Pasuk brought in the Gemara to prove that point, that first you got to destroy the Zerah of Amalek because it says that you will rest from the enemies and only then, so why doesn't the Raman bring that Pasuk? It's always better to bring a Pasuk from the Torah itself. Okay, Sif, um, just to give a quick, again, a recap of what we've said so far. So the first point that we're asking is that the Rambam brings in Hilchos Beis Bechira the pasuk ba'asul Migdash, and the way how we're explaining it is that this pasuk ba'asul Migdash is the command for all future generations to build the base of Migdash. So the question is, Ibazai in Hilchos Malachim when he says that there's three mitzvahs that the Yidin were commanded to to do when they came into Eretz Yisrael, one of them being to build the base of Bechira. He brings a different pasuk. The Shifnei Sidrushay Ba'asul Shama. Why is he bringing a different pasuk? And we had a 
a, a further question is there's a clear pasuk in the Torah about building Mesonic, which was, Why would he bring that pasuk as the source? And the Kesha Mishnah says it's because that pasuk is just telling you a story. But that's a hard answer because, A, the Rambam usually doesn't, it doesn't really matter to the Rambam if it's like, a, if, you know, if it's the perfect pasuk. It's, he always brings the simplest, and this would be the simplest pasuk about this idea of a mitzvah building based Bechira. And furthermore, if the idea of this pasuk is just telling you that there is a command to first destroy the, the Zerah Ramalek and only afterwards to build the Mesa Bechira, why doesn't the Ramah actually bring that pasuk in Hilchus Malachim as the source of destroying the Zerah of Malik first? He does not bring the pasuk, rather he brings the pasuk from Shmuel. Okay, Siddal. So that's uh, basically two questions. Siddal, Gam Dar the Divya Ramah. The Hilchas based on Bechira, after the first halacha in Hilchus Beis Mechira, where he says that this Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded, it was only the Fishah, the Rambam continues in the next halacha. That once the Yidin came into Eretz Yisrael, they set up the Mishkan in Gilgal. And it was in this area of Gilgal for 14 years while they were conquering the land and dividing the land. It says it took seven years to conquer Eretz Yisrael, at least the places that they conquered that period of time. Conquering Eretz Yisrael actually went on for hundreds of years. But uh, at that point of time, when Yeshua was around, they conquered for seven years. And, and they also split it up with the different Shvatim for seven years. And from there, from Gilgal, eventually arrived in Shilai. Ubanu Sham Shalavanim. And they built over there a bias made out of stone. So this place in Chile, it was actually a house of stone. It wasn't like the Mishkan, which was made out of uh, tapestries. It's made out of stone. But the roof, it did not have a roof. Rather, the roof was tapestries. The, the roof was covered with curtains. And it was for 369 years that Chile stood. When Eli died, it was destroyed by the Plishtim. And then they went to Noiv, and they built the Mikdash and Noiv. And when Shmuel died, uh, Noiv was destroyed. As we know the story, the Chol HaMalach, uh, thinking that the Koyinim were helping out David while David was running away, uh, he slaughtered them. So it left Noiv at that point in time, and then it was in Givoin, and then eventually Banusha Mikdash, and they built over there in Givoin the Mikdash, and Givoin the Beis Alamin, and from Givoin it came to Beis Alamin. In total, in these two areas of Noiv and Givain for 67 years. So in short, it was in the desert for 40 years, and then it was in a place called Gilgal for 14 years. Then it stayed in Shiloh for 369, and then there was a short period between Shiloh and Yishlaim of 57 years. It had a break between Shiloh and Yishlaim. After 57 years, it eventually went to its permanent home in, in, in Yishlaim. So Kasha. Sefer Hayal Aram, Allah Yusefer Halakis. We know the Rambam is only a safer halacha. So what's the Nachmina halacha to tell us this whole story of how long it was in Gilgal and then it went to Shiloh and Noiv Givain? What does it matter? What's the halacha we're learning out from it? We're not building again Shiloh. We're not building again Noiv Givain. So why is it telling us that it was there? Hey, and because we know the halacha is once in Yishalayim, it's not allowed to be. It's not going to be transferred anywhere else. Hey, and the Shemakas say they have been young. The Chulu Shehevi Ram and Mishnah B'Sachas Lachim 
אבל מישנה יש לנו כמה עניינים שאינם הלכס, השם כן ספר היה לרמה שתיכון רק הלכס פסוקס. He says it's true the source of the Raman is actually from the, from the Mishnah in Sechaz Vachim. But we know the Mishnah brings many inyanim which are not halachas. Vashenkin, the Rambam, the Sefer Ayala Rambam, is only bring halachas. So the Mishnah is allowed to bring ideas which aren't, which are historical. But, it, but the Rambam, which is just bringing halacha, it has to be something which is relevant over here. And he says, Yusir Mizu, this question is actually even stronger. The Mishnah, in Yen Seder, Vinyan Leibach, is Sefer Dvar Ba'ama, Ala Basir Halachas Vinyan Shemzeh. In the Mishnah and Zvachim, it's actually telling us, it's not telling us a story. It's actually, there's a combination of many dinim which are being brought at, at, over there. He says like this in the Mishnah. That says, when it came to Gilgal, then you were allowed to make bamas again. Bamas are private altars. So while they were in the, the, the desert, the only place that they were allowed to bring for bamas was in the Mishnah. But once they went to Gilgal for those 14 years, they were allowed to have their own private altars. And also the Kachikalim was allowed to be eaten anywhere. Rashi'inkin, when it was in the Midbar, Kachikalim was only allowed to be eaten within Machne Yisrael, meaning as either, you know, at, until the end of Machne Yisrael, meaning obviously in the Mishkan and where the Levim were staying, but even in Machne Yisrael, you were allowed to have, but you weren't allowed to leave or go out of Machne Yisrael. Rashi'inkin, when they're in Gilgal, they're allowed to eat wherever they want. It says Bechol I'm assuming Bechol in the Yisrael, but the Mishnah just says Bechol Anyways, and it goes through uh, the different stages. Like, you know, when it was in Shiloi, they were allowed to have Kachim Kalim as long as they were able to see Shiloi. Um, anyways, Bol and Neve Givan Hutra Bamas. And then when they got to Neve Givan after Shiloi was destroyed, while it was in Shiloi, they were not allowed to have Bamas. In Neve Givan, they were allowed to have these private altars. All this is all introduction to the final statement of the Mishnah that they eventually came to Yishalayim, and then all private altars were Aser, and they would never have a Heter again, and this was the idea of a Nachla, Nachla meaning is inheritance, which is something which is permanent, it's a, just like the Nachla, it's like the Jewish people, it was permanent that this family got that particular piece of land, and it continued through all generations. Similarly, once they went to Yishalayim, it was Aser for all time. So the Mishnah itself is bringing this idea of you know being in Gilgal, and the order of where it was, is really trying to tell you the Halachas, so it actually is relevant. Uh, to, to, uh, there is a halachic matter over there. So first of all, the mission is allowed to bring this theory. Second of all, that history is actually also relevant to halacha. But the Raman doesn't mention any of these things. Understood why the Raman doesn't bring this whole idea that while it was in Gilgal, they were allowed to have private, private altars. Because who cares? That was in the past. So in Gilgal, they're allowed to have it. But what's relevant is Really, the only thing which is relevant from that whole Mishnah of Ashtas for the Raman is what he brings in Sif Gimel. That once the, the base of Migdash was built, all places were asked to bring a Bama except for the base of Migdash. So, therefore, it's not relevant to tell us that when they're in Gilgal, they're allowed to make private altars. When we came to Shiloh, it was also. So therefore, the question is now even stronger. That the Rambam brings the whole uh, order in Gilgal, and then eventually came to Shilai. That's one problem. And then he actually tells you how many years they're in each place. They're in Gilgal for 14 years. This is just history. And even the Mishnah doesn't tell you how many years in each place. The Mishnah tells you the order. 
and certain halachas about each place, but it doesn't tell you how many years it was in each place. Why is that relevant? So this is the third question of the Sicha. Again, question number one is the Rambam, the Medrash brings the Pasuk of the Migdash, but when it quotes the idea of Shleish Mitzvah and Stavi, so when they came into Israel, brings a different Pasuk. The Shichna is Sidrash Second question is why Taka does a Rambam and the Medrash, I guess, bring the Pasuk of the Migdash? It should have brought this other Pasuk of Hayyamachim Shayifkar. That's a much clearer Pasuk about the obligation to build the base Migdash. And the third question is why is the Rambam bringing all these details about the order of how many years each the Mishkan was in each place, in Gilgal or in Shiloi? Lachari, this is just historical information. Uh, and, and it's not really relevant. So the Yuvim Mahakim Bi Artam Shahibi Ram the Hilchas Malachim or Isakas with the Mitzvah Mine Melah, Gamitz Mitzvah Spinya Basin Khirachol Aisan Shlesh Mitzvah. So we're gonna ask a fourth question, uh, fourth and fifth really, and now we'll answer all the other questions. So the questions we're asking now, he says we'll understand what the beer would be understood with the question in Hilchas Malachim. Hilchas Malachim talks about the mitzvahs of appointing a king and different mitzvahs of having a king. So why would the Raman bring the mitzvah of building a base of Khira and also really tack the whole ice and shlesh mitzvahs? Although it's a mitzvah, the safer mitzvah should be yachem mitzvahs binyan base hamigdash, shisivanu lasis base avayahu, also in the safer mitzvahs of the Rambam that he writes regarding when he's explaining that there's a mitzvah to build a base hamigdash. So he quotes over there. We're commanded to make a house of worship. He actually quotes the Sifri that there's three mitzvahs that were commanded when they came into Israel to uh, appoint a king, to build the base of Hira, and to destroy the Zer of Amalek. Why is the Rama bringing this Sifri when we're talking about the mitzvah of building the Mesa Migdash? The Sefer Mitzvah is talking about the mitzvah of building the Mesa Migdash. It gives you usually a few details in the sources. That's what the Rama does in the Sefer Mitzvah. Why tell us about these two other mitzvahs? True, as the Rama points out that Ara, that he had to bring the Sifri just to, in a sense, show that this is a mitzvah. The Sifri clearly saying three mitzvahs and counts as one of them, the base of the so that's a source and a proof. Also, the Rambam brings proofs. Right? He's saying this is a mitzvah. What's the proof that this is one of the six thirteen? So this is a nice proof. It says clearly these there are three mitzvahs. But why does the Rambam have to bring all three of them? He could have just said, you know, bring the beginning shloish mitzvah stavi straw, you know, etc. I believe they explain the mechira, etc. Like he does in other places. Why bring the whole thing? It seems like mentioning these other two mitzvahs is actually relevant that we are. Gam sichus nevar kolashon agmar v'sifri shloish mitzvah seyitur lashon lachayr. Also, there's a hagdam. This is like the lashon agmar and the sifri. There are three mitzvahs. This, it's extra. What do you mean there's three mitzvahs? Kevin, Shemal al Alta, Kibogomar, Sifri, Agimus, and Mitzvahs, Kapratias, Yukim, Lamale, Lahakim's farm, Lashon, Ashas, Minyan, Lamale. He says, since, anyways, he's going to say what the three mitzvahs are, he's going to specify, then why do you need to tell you the number? The Lashon of Ashas in this type of situation is Minyan, Lamale. Why do you need to give a number? You know, numbers only needed if you're not going to tell you how many, uh, what, what all the items are. So you say, this mitzvah has eight parts. What are the eight parts? Okay, go, go, go and research it. But once you're telling you what the eight parts are, or the different parts of them, you don't need to give you the number either, do, do one or the other. So the Ramad tells you the number, and then it also gives you mitzvahs, even though, of course, he's quoted the Lashon of the Shas and the Sifri. But first of all, I guess it's also a question on the Shas and the Sifri, why they're doing it. But, the, but either way, we know the Ramad not necessarily always quotes the Lashon of the Gemara, the Sifri. So why over here does he mention those 
mention this particular detail. Okay. The A Laimas Shazem Tirtapi Pirish Rashi Shah. And don't say that this is uh, we can answer this through a Rashi. Rashi tells us over there, Ohati Nakit Shleishalanu, Shem Tluya Zubazu, La Saisin Kasidram, Hulu Malak, Rahare Amalek, Rahare Basabhira. Rashi over there is trying to explain. It says that there are three mitzvahs that the Yidim were commanded when they came to Israel, and tells you the three mitzvahs. So Rashi's explaining, like, uh, what's, what's, what's the Gemara trying to understand? Is, what, what does it mean that there's three mitzvahs that they're commanded uh, when they came to Israel, which is implying that there's some type of connection between the two, three things. So Rashi tells us, we just explained the Gemara, that the reason why I mentioned these three things is because they're dependent on each other. The Bryson mentions the three mitzvahs together because they're dependent on each other because you need to do them according to the correct order. You first appoint the king, then you destroy the Zerah and then you build the base of the So the Rebbe is trying to say, maybe this is why the Rambam uses this Lush and Shlosh mitzvahs. It's because he's trying to tell you that there are three mitzvahs and it has to be done in a particular order. He says, that can't be the answer. Because this only explains why the three are mentioned together in one brisa. In one member, but not why you need to have this hadama of three mitzvahs. Meaning, as the Gemara and the Ramam, all, all they need to do say was something. They could have said something like this: that the uh, that the Yidin were commanded when they went to Israel to appoint the king, destroy the Zerah of Amalek, and to build the Mishnah. And then you'd understand why you're mentioning all these three things that uh, together. That when they go into Israel, they needed they need to build the Mishnah, Zerah of Amalek, and and Minu Hamalach. It's because they're dependent on each other. So again, it doesn't really tell us why you need to have an introduction that, that the Yidim were commanded with three mitzvahs when they came to Eretz Yisrael. It's going to tell you what the three mitzvahs are anyway. So this that they're together, that tells us that they're dependent on each other. So again, so it doesn't explain to us why it says Gimel Mitzvah. So, so let's just repeat these last two questions and say, hey, this is the Haddamah, that we need to understand these two questions to understand the prior questions. Question number one is, why is in Hilchas, based on Hilchas Malachim, is the Ram telling us that there's three mitzvahs when they enter Israel and mentions binyan based mechir lechayr? That's not really relevant to the minoy hamalach. And also, why in it in the sefer mitzvah where he's talking about the mitzvah based mikdash, he tells us that there's three mitzvahs. Not again, not really relevant. That's one question. The second question is why does it give the hadam? There's three mitzvahs they were commanded to when they enter Israel lechayr. Those three mitzvahs we can count ourselves. We don't need that. So, the explanation is that these three mitzvahs, as Rashi says, are inter- interdependent on each other. Meaning, that even though each one of these mitzvahs is a mitzvah on its own, but it's also a detail in the other mitzvahs, and it brings the shleimus to the other mitzvah. That the ultimate completion of the mitzvah of appointing a king is only fulfilled once you fulfill afterwards the mitzvah of destroying the Zerah of Amalek and also building Beisamikdash. And same thing with the other mitzvahs. That the shleimus of the building of Mesa is dependent on first fulfilling the mitzvah of Mini Melech and Muhammad Samalek. So, this is a, give you another example that we, we find this. For example, you have uh, Tfilin, you have Tfilin Shal Yat, Tfilin Shal Rush. 
So technically, each one on its own is also mitzvah. But, so let's say a person um, doesn't have an arm, he could still put on the tefillin shoraish. Or if it's in a situation where his head is, uh, he's injured, he's not able to put anything on his head, he can fulfill, fulfill the mitzvah tefillin shoyad uh, on its own. We have another similarly also by tzitzis. Tzitzis is supposed to have the white strings plus the blue one. Um, so, so if you don't have the blue string, you're able to put on the mitzvah, uh, the white one, on its own. So even though it might not be the shlemus mitzvah of putting on the tzitzis, because it's supposed to have both, but you are still fulfilling the mitzvah of the white string. So similarly, these three mitzvahs, each one can be fulfilled on its own, and you're doing the mitzvah properly. But the ultimate shlemus, the completion, to do it in the most perfect way, would only be when the other two are also uh, being fulfilled. So that is what Rashi is telling us, that these three mitzvahs are that they're interdependent, that each one actually makes a shlemus in the other mitzvahs. And then the, in the Gemara brings Psukim, brings the second point to the Gemara. First, it tells us that there's these three mitzvahs, which we're learning, the reason why the Gemara says there's three mitzvahs and tells us what those three mitzvahs are, is because it's trying to tell us that they're interdependent on each other. And then the Gemara continues, I don't know which one should come first and which one should come second. And it brings different psukim to tell us what the order is. That's the second point. The Gemara is telling us, and we're learning from the Pasuk, that these mitzvahs, which are are also, uh, this is also relevant to the Seder. You can't just do any one, uh, which, whichever order you would like to do it in. Rather, there's also a specific order. First you Appoint the king, then you destroy the Zerah of Amalek, and afterwards you build the base of Chir. Meaning that this is not, the Gemara is not telling us that these three mitzvahs are interdependent on each other, only relevant to the time frame of when you're doing it. That regarding the Jewish people, the expression means that it's an obligation of the person when something has to be done. That the person has ob- obligation to first do Minim then to do Zer- and then to do Minim Which would imply that if Mitzvah, the Mitzvah itself, it wouldn't really matter. Meaning is if you did Binyi Beis Vichir first, and then you did Zer and then you appointed the king, you could think that Mitzvah, the Mitzvah itself, the Mitzvah was done completely, just that the person did something wrong. The person did the Mitzvah in the wrong order. The mitzvah itself was fulfilled. Like you don't have to, you know, destroy the base of Migdash and start over again. Like, okay, first we got to appoint the king, then the Zerah Shamak. Now I could build the base of Migdash again. Now, once you built it, it's good. The mitzvah is done completely. But you would think the only not community would be the person. The person did something wrong that he started it. He did it in the wrong order. So the Rebbe is telling us that's incorrect. It's not just mitzvah, the, the yid. Alazehu prat b'minei melech. Mitzvah ha'geder shalom melech yeshsoyach b'mocham asamalek yubin yameis v'chirah. He said, this is a detail in the Minyamalach. In order for the mitzvah of Minyamalach to be b'shleimus, it's at the get of the Malchus, there needs to be Mechamas HaMalach, and there also needs to be the Binyam Beis Vechira. It's at the get of the Beis HaMikdash, Nidrash HaKim, the Minyamalach, Mechamas HaMalach. And similarly, by the get of the Beis HaMikdash, there needs to be the fulfillment of appointing a king and Mechamas HaMalach. So it's in these mitzvahs itself, it's only complete when you have the other two. So it's not just, again, Mitzad Yisrael, that he has to do it in a particular order. What we're trying to tell you is that the Tluyim Zubazu, that the mitzvah itself only has its shlemus. The base of Migdash is only a complete base of Migdash when the two other aspects were also done.
So the Raman brings a Pasik from Davon Malach to prove the order. And it says that when the Davon Malach were sitting in the house and Hashem gave him peace from all the enemies from around, he, he, the king said to Nasan Anabi, I'm sitting in the house of Barazim and Aaron is, uh, is just in a tent. We have to build uh, a base of Migdash. So the question is, the Gemara brought three Pesukim. And the first Pesuk that the Gemara brought was actually a Pesuk from the Torah, as he's going to, This is a Pesuk in the Torah. So the question is, why is the Rambam not bringing uh, the Pesuk that the Gemara brought, the first Pesuk that the Gemara brought, which is actually from the Torah. Instead, he chooses a Pesuk, which is from Shmuel. Always the proof from the Torah is greater. So the reasoning the Rebbe is trying to explain is because the proof from the Pesuk is trying to give us more details. Uh, let's read it inside. He says, because this proof of the Pasik is not only regarding the order of how the mitzvahs are supposed to be done. Because it was just about the order in Hachinami the Gemara would have brought uh, the Rambam would have brought the earlier Pesukim that the Gemara brought, which was from the Torah, rather the main point that the Rambam is trying to tell us that the gather of the fulfillment of the mitzvah of a Melech, and Mahamis, Bachros, and Samalek, um, is that they are only complete when it's done in this order. As he says, that when the king, there had to be a king first of all, when the king was sitting in his house, then Hashem gave him peace, uh, from all the enemies which are surrounding. Then, by the king says, now we got to build the base of Midash. So what the, what he's trying to show from this passage is that this is the order, is not only uh, an Indian, just like an order in Zman, but it's also regarding the mitzvah itself, it's only going to complete when you have these three in Yanim, of Melach and Niachlai, and then you have the Binyi base of the Khir, then you have the ultimate Shleimus of all three in Yanim. <laughs> Now we can understand why the Raman uh, brings this idea of Gimel Mitzvahs uh, when he quotes in the Gimel uh, and also why when he, in the Sefer Mitzvahs, when in the Mitzvahs of Seyed, in Yamigdash, uh, he brings all three Mitzvahs because they're all dependent on each other. So even when you're discussing the Mitzvah of Binyan Beis Amigdash, part of the Binyan Mitzvah of Binyan Beis Amigdash is only complete when you have Minyan Melech and HaKos Zayar That's why in the Mitzvah itself, it's, this is the detail inside of the mitzvah, because the shleimus of the mitzvah of Binyan Beis Amigdash is only when you have these other two points. And the Memoram is in Hilchus Malachim, he says Gimel Mitzvahs, because if he went to brought those words Gimel Mitzvahs, you would think it's just something which is Talib Bismar. But now that he says that it's Gimel Mitzvahs, it's telling you that these Gimel Mitzvahs are one unit. It's a unit of Gimel Mitzvahs, because they're all interdependent. So through this uh, explanation, now we have answered the questions in Sitei, which we said we need to understand them in order to understand the original three questions. So again, the two questions were, why does the Raman have to, why in the Binyan Beis Amigdash, the mitzvahs to say Binyan Beis Amigdash, the Raman brings all three mitzvahs. Uh, and also, why in Hilchus Malachim did he bring all three mitzvahs? And the second question was, why does he give a of mitzvahs? So the answer that we're trying to say is, it's because the Raman is telling us that these mitzvahs are interdependent on each other, and the only way to have a shleim is to any one of them is also by having the other ones fulfilled. And now that we have this introduction, 
we can continue on and we'll explain the other questions that we had in Hilchas Beis Abichira, uh the first two halachas in the Hilchas Beis Abichira. So let's read on. So now we can understand the continuation of the Allah in Hilchos Vesvechir. It says like this, And it's Mitzvah to say to build the base of Migdash, which will be prepared and set aside to bring Karbanis, as it says, you should make for me a Migdash. And then it continues. And it's already explained in the Torah, the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu made, and that was only for the Fisha. It was only a temporary. And with Shemitzvah's binyan, by Hashem, koi gamal mishkan shasu Meaning that this building, Mitzvah building a bias to Hashem, is also referring to the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu made. What's the Chiddush? Because remember, the thought process would be that this Mitzvah would only come into effect once they came into Eretz Yisrael. Because right? the Gimel Mitzvah's Nestavah, when they came into Eretz Yisrael, First is Minimela, then there's a Chras of Zarish only then is Binya Beis So therefore, the mitzvah of Asa Nimigdash, you think, could only be fulfilled much later. So the Ramam is telling us that that is actually, it's a good assumption, but it's an incorrect assumption. The mitzvah of Asa Nimigdash actually already started by Meshur As we know, the Pashup Shad of the Pasuk, Asa Nimigdash, which is the source of Binya Beis Amigdash, was already by Meshur So, and the Ramam says that is correct, that it actually did start by Meshur And he's going to explain how he, how this works. And since the mitzvah of Binyan Beis Amigdash is dependent on two other mitzvahs, that in order to have the kiyam of Binyan Beis Amigdash, it's also relevant that you first have the fulfillment of the idea of Mini Melach and Haniach the Muhammad Samalek, so we need to say that all the Vatim Mikdashes, including the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu had, also had these two other aspects in it. Because as we said, the only way to have a Shlemus of Asa Mikdash is by having these two other points. So the that only happened once they came to Teresh Yisrael. Much later, by David and Allah, Shal, David, Shlema, they were the kings. He says, even though these are three mitzvahs that they were commanded when they came into Eretz Yisrael, he says, even though the Lashon of the Chazal was that there are three mitzvahs that the Yidin were commanded with the came to Israel, that Lashon, according to the Ram, doesn't mean, according to the Ram, that Lashon means that all three mitzvahs only began once they uh, came into Eretz Israel. Meaning, is the mitzvah of Mine Melech and the mitzvah of Zayr Shalomalik only was when they came into Eretz Israel. But the mitzvah of building a Baisach, that actually is a mitzvah of the This is a command for all generations. So therefore, since one mitzvah of Migdash, they already had before they came into Eretz Yisrael, and we already know that part of the Shlemus of the Binyan Habayis needs to have these two other points of Aniyah, uh, and also having a Mini Melech. 
So therefore, we need to say that even by Moshe Rabbeinu, you did have these two points of Mini Melach and also Hamiyach Lain Mitzaviv, the idea of destroying the Zara of Amalek. As Rabbi will explain, because Moshe Rabbeinu himself was a king, and Yeshua had the battle with Amalek. Um, so that would have been fulfillment of those two in So even though there wasn't a mitzvah at that point to destroy the Zara of Amalek with the appointed king, but they needed to have those two points in order to have the Shlemus in the beginning uh, of the Mishkan. So it wasn't a mitzvah. And we didn't have the shlemus of those ideas, but nonetheless, it was necessary because at that point they did have the mitzvah of the Migdash. That did start at that point. He says, but just like the Shlemus as a base of Migdash for all future generations was specifically in the base of Migdash, which was in Shalim. Similarly, the, the, the conditions uh, which had to precede it, which were Mine Melach and Melchamas Amalek, their Shlemus would be specifically fulfilled before the Binyan base of Migdash for Yushalayim. So that is true. But there was a certain amount of fulfillment even before the Mishnah. So this explains why the Rama brings the Pasuk also the Mikdash, and then he continues right away. It's already been explained in the Torah, the, the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu made, and it was the Fisha. Meaning, because the Tzivik of Shute, what's this group? The Tzivik of Shute was on the Mishkan Shasta Shlein, Moshe Rabbeinu. <clears throat> that even then, they fulfilled the Mitzvah Binyan Ba'is Lasham with all of its uh, conditions. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was a king, as the Rama writes. Um, this is Hilchos Pesi Bechir Perek Vavalach Yudal, if he writes it. This is uh, Rashi brings it in Shuas. See Hara 39, that the source of this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu was a king is brought in Hilchos Pesi Bechir Perek Vavalach Yudal, in Pirish Rashi and Shuas, Daftas Vav, Reish Amin Aleph. V'lohoyer, Mizeh, Shazet Shetzuchem Melech, L'Kadosh HaZar, Nilmad, M'Masha Kosel L'Moshe, K'chol Ani Mar Yitzchachulu, that the halacha that in order to add onto the azar to add onto the city of Yishlaim, uh because adding onto these areas also means adding in the kedusha you only let have kachay kachim inside the azar within the entire city of Yishlaim, you allowed to eat carbonus like the pesach kachim kalim so one of the things that you need in order to be Moisif, the Kedusha is having a Melech who's part of this uh, procession. You need a Melech, a Navi, and the Sanhedrin. So where do we know the idea of a Melech? So the Kumar tells us we learn it from Moshe Rabbeinu. Because by Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem tells him, So we see that Moshe Rabbeinu was a king. And it was also after the rest for the war of Amalek. As it says, Yeshua weakened Amalek and his nation of Piharev, and for them and onwards, it was remained in force for all generations, the obligation of the Asuli Migdash. So again, so what we're seeing over here is that since the Ramam is telling us that all these three mitzvahs are interdependent of each other, so therefore he tells in the beginning of the that the source of the obligation building the base of Migdash is from the Pasuk, but also the Migdash. And this Pasuk was even by Moshe Rabbeinu. So the mitzvah of Asli Migdash already began then, not by Kenis Asli Arts, but already by Asli Migdash. Therefore, at that point of time, they needed to have the other two conditions, which were having a king, which was Moshe Rabbeinu, also having a war 
a certain rest from the war of their enemies, which that happened by Yeshua that he weakened uh, Amalek, and then they were able to have the Vasudli Migdash fulfilled in the proper way. So even though, the Rebbe does point out, it clearly was not the ultimate Shlemus of this Indian, A, the base of Migdash was just the Mishkan, the ultimate base of Migdash would be in Shulayim. The destroy, destroying of the Zerah of Amalek did not happen in a complete way, then they just weakened them. The destruction would happen by Shaul, and then, as we see in different Pesukim, that Davin Amalek also killed a bunch of uh, leftover Amaleki, um, and, and then ultimately the base of Migdash itself was built in Yushalayim. And, and the truth is, even by Davon Amalek itself and Shleiman, when they did these three things, it wasn't the ultimate, ultimate completion, because even then there, was a, there will be a greater completion when Mashiach comes. When we completely do, uh, have a king who is Melech HaMashiach, when we'll have the Minoi um, completely destroy the Zerah Amalek, and have the base of Midlash, which will be uh, a bias which is permanent, which will never be destroyed. So we'll have a deeper Shleiman when Mashiach comes, but the point is, that the Ram is trying to bring out that already from the time of Asli Migdash Shamoshu you needed to have these three things because that's part of the Gandha, part of the Shlemus and Mitzvah is having all these three parts. And as time went on, it became a greater Shlemus of the fulfillment of these three aspects until the coming of the Mashiach, which will have the ultimate Shlemus of these three uh, things because they all are independent on each other. Sifchas. Nafiza Muvena Sawichas Divre. Rambam. Now we can understand the richus of the words of the Rambam. That was one of our questions, like, why is the Rambam telling us the whole history? He's not a history book. That he starts with the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu made, which was, he said, only temporary. And then he continues. Then they went into Eretz Yisrael, and they put up the Mishkan in Gilgal for the 14 years that they conquered and divided the land. What, what is he trying to tell us there? He's trying to tell us that the mitzvah Asli Migdash wasn't just by Moshe Rabbeinu, it actually continued. It's a mitzvah which is for future generations. I, when did they fulfill it after Moshe Rabbeinu? They fulfilled it in Gilgal for 14 years. But there was a difference in how they fulfilled it. The Mishkan Hamikdash Shaasam Moshe came Shenivd the Bemidbar Bhukim Amasa the Masa Hayim the Mishkan Vayel Raklefisha that the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu since it was being built and t- taken apart from one journey to the next it was in a way of a tent it was a Mishkan it was it was a temporary dwell, dwelling it was Lefisha Umeila Nimshach Oifin Zesh Alachiyav Akim Gam Kasher Nichnesu Laaret Kolzman Shay Yisham B'Matzad Lefisha Koyd Gemar Arbe Esrishan Shakash Shacholku. Uh, he says, then, this way of continuing it, Moshe Rabbeinu's Mishkan basically continued for the next 14 years, even though he passed away, it continued in the area of Gilgal, because that's still at that point, they still do not have the uh, Amanucha. So therefore, it was really just a continuation of the same style. The before it was in the Midbar, now it's over here for 14 years, but it's still not permanent. And uh, Yeshua was a Melach, so therefore, they had that condition that Yeshua was a king. Uh, they had the condition already earlier of destroying Amalek, and uh, the Mishkan was there. Fine. Eventually, they went to Shiloh. Then they went to Shiloh. Then the Yidim were a much greater level of Menucha, because <clears throat> they already conquered and divided the land. Then there was a change. Since they had a greater level of Menucha, therefore they were able to build a Bayes Shalavan. Because as we're saying, there's a certain dependency of these three Inyanim, one on the other. 
So since they had a greater level of menucha from their enemies, therefore also the binyan habayis was able to be in a greater oifen than it was earlier. Afterwards, when Eli died, it was destroyed, and they went to Noiv, and when Shmuel died, they went to Givain. You made Noiv given Shemich Mishashana, and that was 57 years. Kalimer, Gamal Noiv given Kairam Ubanu Shamikdash, Afavishla Hayushama, Aram, Kamakayus Nikar, Ramagadl, meaning that the Ramans call Noiv given a Mikdash, even though the Arn was not in Noiv given. <coughs> And even in some places, the Chazal calls it a Bama Gadela, like the great altar, meaning trying to differentiate that 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 area from the Mishkan that they had earlier. But nonetheless, it, the Rambam does call it a Migdash. Kimitzas binyan ha Migdash niskaima gam oz, because according to the Rambam, he's saying the build the mitzvah of having a Migdash was actually fulfilled then, as we as we remember, like according to the Rambam, the main Indian of having the Migdash is lahakriv by karbanis. Achayim love that you're supposed to go there three times a year, and lahakar by karbanis, and that's what they talk did by neivu given. But since even in Shiloh, this was not the ultimate level of menucha from war. or sorry, even when how it wasn't neivu given, it was not a ultimate menucha from war. Alkein loyhaya, you may neivu given basically lamin. And then, um, they eventually they went to the Beis Olamim, because by the Beis Olamim they had the Melech, the union of Malchus B'Shleimus, because we had David and Shleima, and you also had the ultimate level of Shleimus uh, by the B'chamas Amalek. When I say ultimate level, it means relative to the time that they were in, because the... Um, because the ultimate shleimus only be Mashiach will come. The, the reasoning is because, yes, the, the greater shleimus that they had at that point was Yeshua was a king. He built uh, the Mikdash and Shiloi. Uh, it says Shmuel was also the king. The brings that in the Ars, and he built the ones in Naiv and Givain. Uh, actually, Givain, it's not so clear who built it. Was that really by Shaul, or was it by Shmuel? Some say it was even after, after Shaul passed away, it was by David and Melech. Anyways, the point is, it was, there was a king involved. But the ultimate level is when we have a Malchus Mebeis David. Malchus Mebeis David was clearly by Beis Olamim. They clearly had Menucha, as we know, with Shlomo Melech built it. There was complete peace from all the enemies around. Um, and they built the Vice, which was somewhat permanent. Uh, but, but it's not the ultimate Shlomus because, as we said, that you can only have the ultimate level of Shlomus of the Malchus when you have all the people of Amalek destroyed. So since not all of Amalek was destroyed, that means even the Malchus of David and Shleimah wasn't the ultimate level of Shleimus. Therefore, also the Binyan Abayis wasn't the Shleimus. When Mashiach comes, we're gonna, he's going to completely destroy the Zerah Shalom Amalek. That would make his Malchus Bishlemus, and the Zerah destroying the Malchus Amalek will be Bishlemus, and therefore the Binyan Abayis will be Bishlemus. Siftes. So, Piyad Nal Yuvan Atam, Shakas of Aram, Bereish Hilchas, Malachim, Eidiz Gol, now we can understand why the Rambam brings all these three mitzvahs. And why he brings, why over there, uh, and the reason why he brings the Pasuk, we ask, why did he bring this Pasuk? He doesn't bring the Pasuk that we brought earlier, which is the source of the building device. He also doesn't bring that other Pasuk, which was... Uh, Clearly referring to the uh, Beis Olamim, Kishamai Rezman the Shas Kinesas and the Arts, the Achikibish Vechiluk, Ozal Yukvar 
The reasoning is because at the time of they came into Eretz Yisrael after the fourteen years of Kibbutz at that point they were able to have already the fulfillment of the Gimel Mitzvah which are Tluis The Raman brings a pasuk on the Shichnas Sidrus which we said is referring to Mishkan Shilai. Uh, it might also be, as we said, also talking about Beis Olamim, but it's clear, it's on a furish about Beis Olamim, and it's definitely either talking about Shiloh or hinting to the Indian of Shiloh. So why bring the passage that's not clearly talking about Beis Olamim? Because the Raman's trying to tell us that already by the time when they first came into Eretz Yisrael, that Gimel Mitzvah Nestavu, when they came to Eretz Yisrael, that was already fulfilled right when they came into Eretz Yisrael after those 14 years. That was Mishkan Shiloh. As he explains, First of all, they already had a binyan bias, not an oil like they had earlier. They also had, it was after the years of uh, conquering, so they had a situation of peace. And it was through Moshe Rabbeinu who was appointed as a king. He was appointed king through Moshe Rabbeinu and the Bezin, which that is how we appoint the king for future generations. You needed a Navi and a Bezin. First of all, only the Fisha. It was in the Midbar because they had to take it apart and put it together. So it was definitely not in a situation of Menucha. The Jewish people were in the Midbar, they were constantly traveling. They were not in a stage of Menucha as they would be when they were in Eretz Yisrael, when uh, they were able to stay in their land, not moving around, they weren't nomads. And also the Malchus of Moshe, we don't find that he was appointed a king through a Bezdin and a Navi, but Hassan the Pratim Bitsis Minimel, which is the proper way how a king is made. So the point is already by the times of Yeshua, when they built Shiloi, that was a, a, a greater fulfillment of the mitzvah of the binyan abayas. And that is why the Rambam brings that passage, because he's trying to, I guess, hint to us, and he's telling us that already at the time when they went into Shilai, there, uh, there, there was a fulfillment um, of, of the three conditions that were needed. So, the, so I guess the Rambam's trying to hint to us that it's, I, I, I'm not exactly sure if this is Negei Alalacha or it's just trying to tell us, like, why did the Raman pick this Pasuk and not other Pesukim? The reason why I picked this one is because this is the first time when they, that there are three mitzvahs they were commanded, and when did they fulfill that? So the Raman is telling us they fulfilled it already by Shiloh. Uh, so I don't know if it's Negei Alalacha, but maybe we could also say it is Negei Alalacha because the Raman is trying to tell us that there's different levels of Shlemison. That Kimel Yisrael, that was already able to be fulfilled by the times of Shiloh. And then there was a greater level of fulfillment by the Vice Rishon. And then the ultimate level of Shlemus will be when Mashiach comes. He might be also trying to tell us this idea that there's different levels of Shlemus. So now we're going to Sif Yud. Sif Yud is very important because the Rebbe is finally getting back to the question of, okay, how is this relevant to Halacha? So to know all these things that happened in, in, in the prior generations about Moshe Rabbeinu, that that was also fulfillment to Asli Migdash, and it's telling, why by knowing what happened by Moshe Rabbeinu and Noi Vigivin, is that relevant La Halacha? True, those times might have been a fulfillment of having all three conditions, and the Rambam's trying to show that you need, that they always had those three conditions, but why is that relevant to Halacha to know that? Just say that from, you know, really all that's relevant is that you need these three conditions, they had it by Yerushalayim, and we need it for future donations. 
may be true, you know, like a Mepharshim will have to explain, oh, wait a second, how did they have, if, if you need to have all these three things, how did they have it in earlier generations? And then they could, you know, try to come up with an answer. But why does the Rambam need to tell us what happened and explain to us? So now we're going to explain that. So, now we can understand how these halachas are actually relevant He says the Ram it's also for a person to make a house with the same image of the Beis Hamikdash, like a house that has the image of the Heichal or an Echsadra. Sadra is like um, some type of building which uh, didn't have wall, walls, but it did, did have like a roof. And that way, you're not allowed to make an Sadra which has the same form as the Ulam. You cannot make a Chatzar which has the same uh, form as the Azara. Basically, you're not allowed to make a house which has the same dimensions as the base of Mikdash. Since we're saying that according to the Rama, all of these um is from the time of Ramesha Rabbeinu, they all had a din of a Migdash, and each one fulfilled the mitzvah of Asal and Migdash. Therefore, the Rebbe is going to say, that means that it, you're, when it, it, the Isser of making a house, which looks like the base of Migdash, is not just the base of Migdash that Shleim and made, it would even be the Mishkan, and the, the, the Mishkan Shiloh, and all the other ones. And therefore, even the base of Migdash, even though the form and the d- different details of its length and width were different than how it was in the Mishkan, but there were parts which were very similar to the Mishkan. The main aspects were the same. The Rambam says that they made that you had the base of Mikdash itself, and then you said you had another mechitza surrounding it, just like in the base of in the Mishkan in the desert. They had the Mishkan, and then they had the Chatzar, the curtains which surrounded the Chatzar. And he says that this entire area, which is surrounded by Mechitza, uh, which that is the that that which is similar to the Chatzar that they had in the Oyel Ma'ed, that is called the Azar. So we can say that this Isser also applies to copying the Tamnus which was by the Mishkan, the Mishkan of Shilai, and Anoiv and Givain. Now let's just go back to answer the original three questions. First question was, why does the Rambam in Hilchas Beisachir use the Pasuk Asli Migdash, while in Hilchas Malachim he uses the Pasuk L'Shiknei Sidrashu? The reasoning is because in Hilchas Beisachir he's talking about the source of the mitzvah. The source of the mitzvah is Asli Migdash, and he uses that Pasuk to prove that the obligation of building the base Mikdash already started from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu and onwards, and therefore all the Mikdashites from Moshe and onwards would have the din of the base of Mikdash, and they would be ushered to uh, replicate in any form. And this also explains why in the Medrash it uses the Pasuk Vasuli Mikdash, but by Mash uh, in the Rambam, in Hilchus Malachim, he uses the different Pasuk, the Shikhnei Sidrashu, it's because the Rambam is trying to tell you when the first time they actually fulfilled that mitzvah was, and that was by Mishkan Shulai, while the Medrash is telling you the source of the mitzvah, which is also the Migdash, but again, the Rambam is not trying to tell you the source, and Hilchus Malachim is trying to tell you when uh, did they have that first time that they fulfilled that obligation. The second question was that we have a Tzivim Mephur, Shlohayya Makam Shayifchar. Why does the Rambam use the Pasuk, L'Shichnei Sidrashu, and not the Pasuk, 
Again, same answer. It's because he's trying to tell you that the, it was by Mishkan Shila was the first time we had the uh, fulfillment of the three mitzvahs. Uh, the next question was, why is the Raman telling us this, this history, this Divrim Yisrael, about uh, how long it was in Noiv uh, and Givoy and how long it was in Gilgal? Like, why is that all relevant? So the explanation is because the Raman is trying to tell us that all of these places had the din of a Beis HaMikdash, and they all had the din of a Melech, they had a Melech at that point in time, they also was after some type of destruction of a Malek, and then they built, built, built the Mishkan. And these Batim Kedoshes have a din of a Mikdash, and therefore all the Nafkeminists which will come from it, the Rebbe mentions the idea of you wouldn't be able to replicate them. So that answers all the questions. Now let's go on to Sif Yeral, we're going to explain this idea of a Pnei Senyan. So Yeralf, Habir B'zeb Pnei Senyan. The content and the, and the order of these three mitzvahs is explained in Chassidus. He says, the idea of placing a king upon yourself, that's the idea of coming to fear Hashem, fear. Because the idea of a king is that he stands in fear of Hashem with a very strong level of fear. And he stands with Bittel in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And through the king, this Bittel is Nimshach to all the people, as explained, uh, the idea in Hasidus that the king is the representative of the people, and through the king, it draws down Bittel to all the uh, nation. Uh, it's, you know, the, there's the explanations of Kabbalah, how that works, how the Hamshach comes through Dafka, the sphere of Malchus, but also Api Pshat, since he is our representative, he's our leader, he's the one who's teaching us how to uh, behave, and he teaches us how to have bittel, and he makes sure the nation are filling the rules, like the main idea of a king is demanding Islam, he's making sure the people are following the Dinei Taira, following the laws of Hashem, that's on a more basic level. So that is the first level of bittel, Yira. And after a person reaches Yira, Yira is the idea of bending oneself, meaning is you don't really want to do it, but you have fear, you have the fear of the king, um, and therefore you bend yourself and you make sure you do the right thing. Then, then comes step two, which is destroying a Moloch. This idea of destroying the evil, this idea of transformation. It's not that you're, you're, you're forcing yourself to do something you don't want to, you actually transform yourself. That, that, that What you want to do, you want to do what Hashem commands us to do. And after that, you're able to come to the highest level, which is the level of Yiri Ilah, which is a much higher level of fear, which is comes through the base of Mikdash. As we know, there's a mitzvah of Mikdash Tirao. This level of Yiri Ilah, that comes from the level of Chachma, meaning is that this level of Yiri is not the basic level of Yiri that we usually think about. This is a level of Yiri of a supreme level of Bittal, to Hashem, just like the level of Chachma. The, the quality of the, of the level of Chachma is that a person is able to completely nullify his own identity, and therefore he's able to take in new ideas. Usually, we have our own ideas, we have our own concepts, and therefore when you hear something new, everything usually is translated according to what you understand already. So if it doesn't fit with what you understand, then you either don't get it, or you kind of have to change it according to according to what you know from pre- previously. But the true idea of Chachma is to be able to completely put yourself to the side and listen to uh, listen or come up or to be intuitive to something which is totally new, something which is coming from out of you. And that's the level of Chachma. And that's also the idea of Yiri Law, is you have such a, su- su- a supreme level of Bittal to Hashem that, that, that Hashem is literally able to, you're able to be a conduit 
uh, to Hashem, that Hashem is able to reveal Himself through you, you're able to have a, a very high level of Gilu Lekus within you. That's why it brings in Tanya, that the Gilu Lekus is specifically in the level of Chachma. And this is how it is in every generation, even during the time of the Galus, when the base of Migdash is destroyed, you still have the Dalad Amashalacha. Because again, the whole idea of Torah and Halacha is that it's this, the supreme bittel. And he, the Rebbe said specifically Halacha, not just Torah Islam, because by Halacha, you need to have even a deeper level of bittel, because it's relevant to, uh, relevant to actually Paskin. It's not just a theoretical type of intellectual study, but something which is extremely relevant, and therefore the person has to have a much higher level of bitl and siyat and dishmaya in order to pass them correctly. This also explains why the command for the binyan based mikdash, and also the binyan of the first mikdash, the mishkan, was through Maishar as the Rambam is Medaik, and he says it was already explained how the Mishkan was made through Maishar Benu. Because this Hamshach of Das, Das is the ability to connect to an idea. It's not just theoretical, but the idea to feel and to connect the idea. Only that is the way you come to Yira. So just having a theoretical idea of Hashem doesn't bring you to Yira, definitely not to Yira law. It's Dafka when you have an Hargasha. When this is something which is real to you, then you're able to have Yira. So in our, what we're saying is that Elokus Hashem becomes real to you. That is through Moshe Rabbeinu. As the Mar tells us, it says in the Pasuk, in Parshas Ekev, now Yisrael, what is Hashem asking from you uh, besides for fearing Him? So the Gemara says, like, is Yura such a small thing? Like, what is Hashem asking? All he asks is for Yura. So Gemara says, is Yura such a small item? With Pirates and Gemara, in the Gabi Moshe, the Misla Zutrasihi. And the Gemara says, yeah, relative to Moshe, it's something very easy. So the Pajam Shah the Gemara, it seems like it's saying is that Moshe, in a sense, is telling the Jewish people, like, what does Hashem want for you? He just wants Yura. And the Gemara's like, that's not so easy. He says, yeah, the one to, to Moshe, it was very easy. But Chassidus explains what the Gemara is trying to tell us. It wasn't, it was. It's easy because you have the level of Moshe within yourself. Every single Yid has a Neshama, has this level of Das within him. And therefore, as long as you reveal that Das, you're able to have an Hargasha, a feeling of, uh, of Hashem. And therefore, you can come to Yerush Hashem. L'chein has in Yerah Meluch, which is Yerah Tata, and the Binyah HaMishkan, which is Yerah Yilah, Shalach Rizah HaYitzrich HaLav HaYidei Moshe Therefore, the beginning of the idea of Meluch, well, that's Yerah Tata. Yerah Tata is the basic level of Yerah, which is Kabbal Sol. The king tells you to do something, there is rules, you do what the king says. Until the highest level of year, which is Binyan HaMikdash, where it's not just following what he says, but there's an extreme level of Bittal and, and putting oneself aside to be able to hear what the king is telling us, or in this case, what Hashem is telling us, what Hashem wants from us, uh, that comes through Moshe Rabbein. And he says, Yisir Mizu, Inyan HaMishkan HaMikdash HaLoyhu Kamayim HaRazal Batoicha Leinamar Ela Batoicha Batoicha Kol Echa Ve'echa Mishral it says the idea of the Mishkan and the Mikdash is, uh, it says, uh, So the Chazal say, what does it say, Pteicham? Pteicham literally means within them. She just said, within it. So the Chazal tell us, it's because Hashem will dwell within every single Yid. Pteicham means within you. 
And since that's really what it means, that through building the Mishkan, Hashem dwells within every single Yid, which that means is that we have to create a Mishkan in, in ourselves, that we ourselves need to be a Mishkan, and through making ourselves into a Mishkan, then Hashem could dwell within us. The, love, the ability for us to make ourselves a Mishkan, for Hashem, to have that level of bittel that Hashem is able to reside within us, that comes through the Moshe, that comes through the idea of Das that we have. As it, uh, as the altar says, that year is very small relative to every single year. Because the, the question was, what does Hashem ask from you? It wasn't, what does Hashem ask from Moshe Rabbeinu? It was, what does He ask from you? So answering that by Moshe Rabbeinu is easy. How does that really answer the question? So the thing is, Yes, it does answer the question, because within us, we have the level of Moshe, and relative to the level of Moshe that we have within us, it is easy. But the Yidich, the Shlemus of the Mitzvah, the Binyan Beis HaMikdash, which is the Beis HaLamim, will be in the Beis HaLamim. The Yidich of Malchus, the idea of Malchus, the idea of Malchus, the idea of kingship, the Shlemus was through Davra Malch. And the Gila Malchus Tachshutim until the highest level of Gila of Gila Hamalchus will be Kasher Yamad Melech Bebeis Dov the Huga B'Terva Isik Mitzvus Kedav Ravi B'Yachka Kol Yisrael Leiluch Ba Lachazik Bitchav Yilchav Mechamas Hashem Vuchulu Ubanim Mikdash Melkaimai will be when Mashiach comes. It says that a king again. It's going to be the same three steps. First, there'll be a king who will come from the Beis David. He will uh, meditate in Torah, be Isik and Mitzvus like David, and he'll force all the Yidden to go in the ways of Hashem, and he'll strengthen the cracks. And what's the second thing he'll do after we have this king that does step one of a king is to make sure the people are doing the right thing, right? So he himself knows Torah mitzvahs and he's forcing the Yidin to, to do the right thing. That's your tata. Then it comes to the second one. He'll fight the wars of God. This is against the Malik and any other issues that the Jewish people are having. That's step two, which would be, as we said, step two was um, the Indian of Eskafia. Sorry, Eskafia. And the third level is Ba'an and Bikdash He'll build the base of English in the proper spot. Only then will we have the Indian of Melech will be Bishlemus. Then you have the Indian of destroying the Malik Bishlemus. Because through having the shame, the shame will be complete uh, and, and the Kisa will be complete. Because it says by destroying a Malik, then the name of Hashem comes complete. And through that you can have the Malchus, which means Malchus, Gil Malchus, Shakarish Baruchu. And of course, also the Gilim Malchus in this world through the Malchus of David. Which ultimately will come to the Shlemus of the Billion Beis HaMikdash through Hashem.